4: And you are you, and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio, living life like it matters. Because when you get right down to it, ladies and gentlemen, what other purpose do we have? We've all been created for a purpose. We're all called to spend ourselves in a worthy cause. And think about it, what greater cause is there than to live your life like it matters? Amen. think about it, that's the key to life. Right? I mean, what else is that? Because at the end of the day, we'll be held to account. The Bible says it is appointed for man to die one time, and then comes the judgment. And everything we do, everything we don't do, everything we say, everything we don't say, all the times we spoke and all the times we held our tongues, our entire life will be laid out before us. And we will be held to account. And there are two places to leave your stuff, ladies and gentlemen you can leave it on the table or you can leave it on the field. When you leave it on the table, it's a sales adage, And what that means is you just took a little bit. You j- didn't get too much. It's kind of like going to the ocean of life and saying you could have anything you want. Just take as much as you want, and you go in with a teaspoon. I don't know about you, but I'm going to go in with an excavator, and I'm going to grab a big old bucket full. And so, so many people leave their stuff on the table. And they only get a little bit of what God had intended for them. Just like the Israelites. They were told, wherever you place your feet, the sole of your feet, that is your land. And of all the potential land they could have had, they just stepped on a little bit of it. But the second place to leave your stuff is you leave your stuff on the field. Yeah. Invectus, right? Leave it on the field. Uh, Spend yourself in a worthy cause. And today, we're going to talk about one of the key traits of a leader, and that is the ability to move people. Think about that. The ability to move people, to motivate people. The word that we talk about and we use is to motivate, and we're going to break down that word today. If you fancy yourself as a leader, then you are in the people business. No matter your field of compensation, we must know people, how people work, what motivates people and what shuts down people. Part of the understanding of people comes with the realization that we all wear a hat with the initials W-I-I-F-M. In other words, what's in it for me?
0: And now, story time with Mr. Black.
4: Once there were three trees on a hill in the woods. They were discussing their hopes and dreams. And the first tree said, Someday I hope to be a treasure chest. I could be filled with gold, silver, and precious gems. I could be decorated with intricate carvings, and everyone would see my beauty. Then the second tree said, Someday I will be a mighty ship. I will take kings and queens across the rivers and sail to the corners of the world. Everyone will feel safe in me because of the strength of my whole. Finally, the third tree said, I want to grow to be the tallest, the straightest tree in the entire forest. People will see me on the top of the hill and look up to my branches and think of the heavens and God and how close to them I am reaching. I will be the greatest tree of all time and people will always remember me. After a few years of praying that their dreams would come true, a group of woodsmen came upon the trees. When one came to the first tree, he said, this looks like a strong tree. I think I should be able to sell the wood to a carpenter. And he began cutting it down. The tree was happy because he knew that the carpenter would make him into a treasure chest. At the second tree, a woodsman said, this looks like a strong tree. I should be able to sell it to the shipyard. The second tree was happy because he knew he was on his way to becoming a mighty ship. When the woodsman came upon the third tree, the tree was frightened because he knew that if they cut him down, his dreams would not come true. One of the woodsmen said, I don't need anything special for my tree, so I'll take this one. And he cut it down. When the first tree arrived at the carpenter's, He was made into a feed box for animals. He was then placed in a barn and filled with hay. This was not at all what he had prayed for. The second tree was cut and made into a small fishing boat. His dreams of being a mighty ship and carrying kings had come to an end. The third tree was cut into large pieces and left alone in the dark. The years went by and the trees forgot about their dreams. Then one day, a man and a woman came to the barn. She gave birth, and they placed the baby in the hay in the feed box that was made from the first tree. The man wished that he could have made a crib for the baby, but this manger would have to do. The tree could feel the importance of this event and knew that it had held the greatest treasure of all time. Years later, a group of men got in the fishing boat made from the second tree. One of them was tired and went to sleep. While they were out on the water, a great storm arose, and the tree didn't think it was strong enough to keep the men safe. The men woke the sleeping man, and he stood and said, Peace, and the storm stopped. At this time, the tree knew that it had carried the king of kings in the boat. Finally, someone came and got the third tree, It was carried through the streets as the people mocked the man who carried it. When they came to a stop, the man was nailed to the tree and raised in the air to die at the top of a hill. When Sunday came, the tree came to realize that it was strong enough to stand at the top of the hill and be as close to God as was possible because Jesus Christ had been crucified on it. The moral of the story is that when things don't seem to be going your way, always know that God has a plan for you. If you place your trust in Him, He will give you great gifts. Each of the trees got what they wanted, not just in the way they had imagined it. We don't always know what God's plans are for us. We just know that His ways are not our ways, but His ways are always best, for it is written, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope in a future. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. This is what existential questions of life, ladies and gentlemen. Who am I? Why am I here? If today was my last day on this planet, Did it matter one bit that I was given the gift of life? What difference did I make? Where am I going? Why do I get up each day, do what I do, go home at night, and get up the next day and do it again and again and again and again? What is my purpose? You see, ladies and gentlemen, when we know who we are, and most importantly, whose we are, then what to do is fluid. It's not as complicated. And today we're going to talk about motivation, the power to move people. Etymologically, if you think about the word motivate, it has the base of M-O-T. When I watch Forensic Files, they want to know what is the motive for the crime. When I pull over my car, my race car, people want me to open up the hood because they want to see what kind of motor is in it. Because that motor moves my vehicle. And today on Like It Matters Radio, I want to help you understand what motor is in each and every human being so we can move them to get them what they want. I am Mr. Black, and we'll be right back.
3: the stimulus and the response there is a space and in that space is your power your freedom dr victor frankl
0: Did you know that the Freedom 1570 mobile app can do more than just stream your favorite shows? Here's cool feature number one. You can set an alarm on the app that will automatically start streaming Freedom 1570 at whatever time you decide. It's easy. Just open the menu in the upper left-hand corner, select alarm, and choose a time. You can set it to wake up with Matt Ray or any of your favorite hosts. Download the free Freedom 1570 app today. Join the Freedom Insider Club, and you could win a copy of our Regnery Book of the Month, The Cost of My Faith, How a Decision in My Cake Shop Took Me to the Supreme Court by Jack Phillips. Register at freedom1570.com.
4: This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. welcome back to like it matters radio radio like it matters inspiration education and application i am mr black and you are under construction on the like it matters radio network where we help you learn to live your life like it matters i one of my favorite sayings Is if I can understand you a little bit better and you can understand me a little bit better, doesn't it make sense we're in a position to have a better relationship? And that's why we do this radio show. Part of it is teaching you how you work. Why? Because you're a machine. Don't you love it, men, when your wife says that to you? You're a machine. (laughs) So you are a machine, Right. You are. I mean, there are certain rules, certain laws, just like your car. You've got to put gas in it so often. You've got to keep the oil filter clean so often. You've got to keep the air filter clean so often. You've got to change the spark plugs so often. You've got to get a tune-up so often. You've got to get the, the belts and the tubes replaced so often. you got to refill the fluid. Don't you get it? Man, most people spend more time taking care of their vehicle than they do taking care of their, quote, vehicle. Right? You and I are not what people see when they look at us. You and I are the person inside, the spirit inside of that carbon-based life form. And so I don't care what business you're in, what you gain your money from. We're in the people business. I I used to do a lot of work with Coca-Cola. That was when they liked white people. Just kidding. (laughs) But I don't do any work with them anymore. Uh, But uh, I remember one time, uh, Doug, uh, this guy, he was the CFO of the Mid-Atlantic region out of Baltimore, and he said, you know, Black, Coca-Cola's not in the sugar water business. Coca-Cola's in the people business. They just sell sugar water to make a profit. And you got to realize that we are in the people business. And when you're dealing with people, I have certain things I call HR 101s, just universal laws when dealing with people. One of them is this, hurting people hurt people. And if you read the newspaper, you watch the news, you're going to see a whole bunch of hurting people going out and hurting other people. But today, I want to talk about another HR 101, and it's called Any Behavior Reinforced with a Positive Outcome Will Repeat Itself. And as leaders, if we're going to motivate people, if we're going to move people, then we need to know that our behavior reinforcement creates patterns, and those patterns have consequences. And what bringing about this show today, because we're going to call today's show "Incentive," is a monologue I heard from uh, Greg Gutfeld. You know, he's on the Five on Fox News. I don't watch news. I got to be honest with you. Uh, starting about November fifth, when I saw that the election was going to be given to Biden, that there was some shenanigans going on. Uh, I basically had a hard time even turning on the news. I'm just so disgusted that more people don't care how Joe Biden became president. Yeah, so I don't watch it, but I had seen a clip the other day. I used to love the Greg Gutfeld show on Saturday nights on Fox, loved it. Haven't watched it since, again, nothing since November 5th. But I came across this clip, and we're just gonna play a two-minute clip, but I think it's spot on, and this is gonna be the basis for this entire show. Uh, Why don't you go ahead, uh, um, John, and play that clip for him.
2: As always, it's all about the incentives. Incentives are the most basic science on Earth. If you're married, you know what I mean. If you want your wife to stay interested in the bedroom, you do what I do. You put the dishwasher in there. (laughs) Sadly, the only incentives the Dems understand is if you give someone money, they'll vote for you. But I was kind of hoping that was changing. Biden has now decided to resume partly building the wall. Yes, that big evil Satan wall. Remember when they stopped building it in January? Every lib did a victory dance, including Elizabeth Warren. And I know because it rained over my house for three days. (laughs) (laughs) So what happened next? A massive influx of migrants. Thousands of kids showed up unaccompanied, and on a school night, no less. Incentives took center stage. Like a bunion on Pelosi's foot, it got big and ugly fast. But maybe I thought something came to Joe's senses. Probably polling numbers, or smelling salts. Or maybe the images of children being abandoned in the mountains. Like James Franco's Tinder dates who wouldn't put out. (laughs) I was hoping Biden woke up to the fact that not everything Trump did was evil and that the advice he's getting from the woke is idiotic. In fact, a lot of Trump's deeds were pretty good. If you're not a communist, socialist or something called Deborah Messing. (laughs) Record low unemployment, especially among minorities. Energy independence. North Korea no longer an apocalyptic headache. A plethora of peace deals. True Trump could hurt your feelings. Don't we all know it? I'm still smarting over being snubbed for that presidential medal of freedom. (laughs) But all of Joe's current problems are based on rejecting Trumpism, which isn't a way to run a country. It's like hooking up with a total loser after you got dumped just to get back at the person who dumped you. But it only harms you. However, it's great if you're the loser that people keep hooking
4: up with. (laughs) That was the only way I got lucky in college. (laughs) You know, ladies and gentlemen, Sometimes we got to laugh because, uh, man, if not, if you see like what I see, it's pretty sad out there. It's pretty scary, and I'm in the job of motivating people, of helping people overcome whatever's going on. Remember, we're a community of 300 trillion cells, each one of us, all driven by our environment. That's the whole basis of epigenetics, once you understand that. And so boy, when you change the environment, you change a lot in people's lives, And the number one environment that we all live in is not America. It's not even the political world. Uh, it's our heads. It is between the stimulus and the response. That was why I tell you the battle is in the mind. Remember Dr. Viktor Frankl, the father of logotherapy, has my favorite quote. And he says, between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. And in that space is our power. It is our freedom. And so what I like to do is give people back their power and their freedom because it doesn't come from government. It doesn't come from Joe Biden. It doesn't come from your mom and dad. It doesn't come from your spouse. It doesn't come when you have a lot of money in the bank, and it doesn't go when you have a little money in the bank. It is in between the stimulus and the response. When Jesus Christ was being crucified, he said seven things on the cross. And the most important thing he said was the first thing. Well, actually, probably it is finished is the most important thing. But the point I want to hit today is what he said first. And what he said first was, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. See, when Christ was squeezed, what came out of him was love, forgiveness, long-suffering, mercy, grace, because that's what's in him. And when we get squeezed by life, the only thing that can come out of us is what's in us. And that really is the secret of motivation because people are manipulative. I know that's surprising to some of you, right? But we all wear a hat that has the initials W-I-I-F-M. What's in it for me? And so let's look at this word motivate. Very important. Remember, I always like to break it down etymologically. The base of the word, right? So motivate itself, the definition here is to provide an incentive. See, that's why I had to start with motivate. Because remember, a topic or a show today is incentive. Greg Gutfeld gave it to me, right? And so here's your first definition of motivate. To provide with an incentive or a reason for doing something. Remember I said every single human being, I learned this in sales when I was 19 years old. Everybody's wearing a hat, W-I-I-F-M, what's in it for me? If you study the book, I recommend the book all the time, The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. Uh, he goes through the habit loop. And part of the habit loop is a reward. You get some payoff, right? What's in it for me? If you take a look at the drama triangle, the three, uh, the three positions on the drama triangle, the persecutor, the victim, and the rescuer. Believe it or not, and hopefully, I don't know if I have time to go into it in the show or not. I got a lot of stuff to share with you. Each one of those, whether you're talking about the persecutor, whether you're talking about the victim, whether you're talking about uh, the um, uh, rescuer, they all get a payoff. Matter of fact, there's a book I reference all the time called The Games People Play. It was written in the early, mid, late 60s, I don't know exactly when, uh, by Eric Byrne, who's the father of transactional analysis, TA, transactional analysis. And he identified roughly 140 plus games that everybody's playing but nobody's winning anything. Oh yeah, we're all keeping score. But they are psychological games that basically the outcome is to do damage. And so motivate, let's go uh, to the dictionary, to provide an incentive or a reason for doing something. I love this definition. To cause to be enthusiastic. That's pretty cool. The coach motivated his players with an inspiring pep talk. Uh, To give incentive to... To provide with a motive or motives in sight, empower, uh, motivate, right? Remember, the base is M-O-T. Do you see it there? Mote, motivate, right? right? What is your motive, right? What kind of motor you got in that car, right? It moves things. Even think of the word emotion. See the word emote. That, again, means to move people. That's what emotions do. They move people. And so the verb for motivate, ready for this? These are the sources. Uh, Inspire, drive, stimulate, provoke, lead, move, cause, prompt, stir, trigger, set off, induce, arouse, prod, get going, instigate, impel, actuate, give incentive to, in spirit. How about this one? Stimulate, drive, inspire, stir, arouse, get going, galvanize, incentivize to stir, to action, or feeling, to goad. Remember Jesus said to Paul, hey, Paul, why are you kicking against the goads? A goad is a prong that pokes, that you use to poke an animal, not to hurt that animal, to move that animal, to move them off a path that is not serving them well and to move them on a better path. And as leaders, th- that is our job, to motivate, to goad, to inspire, to impel, to take them from where they are now to a better place. And that's what we do on this radio show. That's what we do on our podcast, Live Life Like It Matters. That's what we do in our leadership training, likeitmatters.net. And that's what we do in our daily manna from heaven, wayofwarrior.blog. So I am Mr. Black. We'll be right back. Oh, this is the worst looking hat I ever saw. Well, you buy a hat like this, I bet you get a free bowl of soup, huh?
5: Oh, it looks good on you,
2: though. What can you do in 48 hours that changes your life? Like It Matters Leadership Awakening. Listen to this 22-year law enforcement veteran with PTSD compare Leadership Awakening to other training he's received.
4: You focus on the individual.
2: I think you kind of answered the why question. Whereas a lot of the other programs that are out there. I don't want to say they put a band-aid on it, but they don't do a very good job of going into the why. And you know, why am I doing this? Why is my brain uh, revert back to the images? You know, why do I get depressed? And like you said, right, it's a choice. 48 hours. Give Mr. Black and Leadership Awakening just 48 hours and it will change the course of your life. Go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule for Leadership Awakening near you. That's likeitmatters.net. Just click on Schedule. Leadership Awakening, where 48 hours will change your life.
1: My pain was an
4: electrical pain that would go down my right leg all the way to my foot. It's like being hooked to an electric fence.
0: Diane, a Twin Cities resident, has been suffering from neuropathy since 2006.
4: The pain level that I had was anywhere from a 7 to 8 on a good day.
0: Here's what happened after Diane started seeing Dr. Ben Knight, DC, at Abundant Life
1: Chiropractic.
4: After the first two weeks, I had tremendous pain
5: relief. I now sleep five to six hours minimum. My balance is much better. This has been an awesome pain travel for me, and I would highly recommend it to anyone.
1: Have you been suffering from numbness, tingling, burning, or restless pain in your hands or feet? Does your doctor insist on giving you more medications, but your neuropathy is still not improving? Get answers today by contacting me, Dr. Knight, DC, at Abundant Life Chiropractic in Shanhassin. Call 952-300-8338 to schedule a full neuropathy workup with us.
4: This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. COVID-19 has accelerated changes that I have been considering for some time now. Many more people need to receive the benefits of Leadership Awakening. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black, and today we are covering such an important topic. Uh, We're calling it incentives because everybody wears a hat, W-I-I-F-M. What's in it for me? We got to realize we are self-driven creatures. Uh, you know, early on, I'm a father of four kids, and early on, at least with my three older kids, I really did my best as quickly as possible to teach my children that life's not about them, that the world doesn't evolve around them, Stop it. that we are here to serve and not to be served. Because let's be honest, I mean, we live in a me world, right? A me world. The number one picture in the world is what? It's the selfie. Uh, I mean, think about Twitter, Twitter and Facebook and all that, we've come to a point where everybody thinks that you need to know what they think. I don't know about you, but I don't know how we got to a world where everybody's opinion is equal. What a farce. Absolutely not. Why do you think we elect people uh, as president and all that? Why do you think we have CEOs of company and, and other people? Not every single person's opinion is the same way. An educated opinion is much different than an irrational decision or opinion. You know, someone who has a motivation of hatred, whether you talk about Hitler or the Ayatollah Khomeini or the Shah, or you know, I'll even tell you Iranians out there, the Persians out there, right? I mean, you've got to go to people's motives. See, everything we do or do not do is driven by motives. And as a leader... We're in the people business, and it is incumbent upon ourselves to know our people. What moves people? What drives people? You know, I do a lot of counseling, a lot of one on one work. We work, but I also do a situational counseling, trauma reduction, if you will. Uh, And I have this one guy who's become a friend that I was introduced to him about a year and a half ago, uh, losing his business, uh, losing his marriage. I mean, here's a guy, a multimillionaire, uh, a man from another country who's made it well in America, a great man, a a passionate Latin man. Uh, But he is driven uh, by – um, coitus. Uh, how do I put this nice? He's driven, you know, uh, by, you know, physical interactions with women. That's one of his huge drives. And he's an, an elderly man, but he's got a lot of drive. And I told him early on after spending a little bit of time with him, I said, you're in a spiritual battle. Uh, I said, uh, there are three things uh, that the devil's going to use against you. Number one, as your drive for physical interaction with females. I'm using, I'm walking gingerly around this. Uh, second drive is alcohol. Uh, because when he had too much alcohol, guess what? He got more interested in women and that physical interaction with women. And I said, the third thing is your wife, which is now his ex-wife. And so knowing, because she knows what his drive is. She knows what his motive is, what he wants, because that's really what a motive is. What do you want? You know, I, in my leadership training that you can read about at likeitmatters.net, uh, I, I ask you that question over and over and over. What do you want? You See, that? Wh- it, it comes down to the why. Why we do what we do. Why do we get up each day, do what we do, go home at night, get up the next day, and do it again and again and again? What's your litmus test? How do you know if you had a good day? How do you know if you had a bad day? What makes a good week a good week? And what makes a bad week a bad week? At the end of your life, how will you know if it was successful? What are the criteria? Do You see, all these important questions, and they really, when you pare them down, come down to this word called incentive, come down to this thing called motivation. You got to get this. You know, and why this matters is because we're being played players. You got to get this. See, the political world knows how you work. They know that we're unconscious creatures, that we only use 3 to 5% of our brain consciously, that a majority of everything that takes place is at the unconscious level. They know that most people are wearing a hat that what's in it for me, that if you can give them a little incentive, you can control them. I mean, let's be honest. Look how fast America's crumbled. If you would have told me two years ago that we'd be where we're at right now, I would have called you a liar that we no longer have a free press. It's not part of the democratic party that we now have a built in two tier justice system. There's one set of justice. If you're a liberal, if you're progressive, if your name's Clinton, or if your name's Biden, or if your name's FBI, but if you're conservative, if you're a white male, uh, oh my gosh! Uh, there's a if you're a Trump supporter, you have a totally different set of things. I mean, remember, look at uh, the incentives are key here, and this is why I went to this book called "The Games People Play," because Dr. Eric Berne identified 140 psychological games. Again, things that are going technically at the unconscious level, and these games do damage, they destroy, they hurt. They're not good games. They're not Connect Four. They're not poker or bridge. They're not Animal Crossing or Plants and Zombies. I wish those those kind of games. No, they're games of destruction, games of power, games of manipulation. And one game that uh, is the, probably the most common game is a game called N-I-G-Y-S-O-B. Am I allowed to say S-O-B, the full thing, on, on the radio John, am I allowed to say that? (laughs) I didn't know. Okay, it is a curse. Okay, cat. So it's, okay, N I G Y S O B. So now I got you, and then just say out S O B. That's what it is. And it's like setting someone up. And this goes on our marriages, this goes in the hall of Congress all the time. Uh, And what you do is you set someone up like a good volleyball player. And again, I got to believe most of this is unconscious. But in the political world, it's being used as advantage. Read Saul Alinsky, Rules of Radicals, the, the book that Biden and Obama uh, and Clinton, they studied with this guy. They study his book. They pass out their book, Rules for Radicals. Black Lives Matters knows it. Antifa knows it. All of them know it. A Way to Manipulate, uh, the, the Joseph Goebbels School of Propaganda. It's all about controlling a narrative. If you say something enough times, people will believe it. This is what's going on. And it's not new. It's just being mastered. I always like to give the example, the perfect example of N-I-G-Y-S-O-B. Now I got you, SOB. And remember, think about a volleyball team. Think about a volleyball team. So someone hits the ball first and then it hits to a setter. Right, and the setter puts it up so that the killer, the spiker, can slam it down and, and get that point. My daughter in in high school, she played volleyball, and she was the setter. So if someone were to hit the first hit, they'd hit it to my daughter Faith, and then Faith would set it up for this. I can't even remember her name, but she was six foot three, this beautiful black woman, and she was a killer, man. She'd set up and just slam it, spike it, and destroy it. That's what N-I-G-S-O-B, and the best example I can still remember is George H.W. Bush. I don't know if you remember him, but he ran, you know, after Reagan was done, he ran and said, read my lips, Uh, ain't going to raise your taxes. Matter of fact,
5: we got one clip. Let's play clip number one of the Dana Carvey, and then we'll, we'll go on from there. Now, During my campaign for president, certain things were said. Things like, read my lips, no new taxes, And when I said it, I meant it. I meant all three words. I meant no. I meant no. I meant taxes. Meant them all. But situations change. Spring becomes summer. Sunny days become cloudy up there. Sincere growth projections prove overly optimistic. Expenditures have continued to grow up here, right there. Those are expenditures right in that area. (laughs) Revenues remain flat right down here. (laughs) See this gap here? That's what I want to talk about. This budget deficit, the most frightening thing I've ever seen in my life. See, it was so frightening that
4: George H.W. Bush walked across the aisle and he decided to work with the Democrats. And then if you know what happened in his re-election, they slammed him. They destroyed him. They threw that in his face over and over and over and over. And this was how Dana Carvey explained it. Play the second clip, please.
5: So read my lips. No huge new taxes. <laughs> so to sum up, Berlin Wall down. Communism collapsing. Noriega behind bars. Gap. <laughs> Dan Quayle still gaining acceptance. <laughs> no huge new taxes.
4: See, he was a realist. And so because he cared enough about his country, he walked across the aisle to do what was right for his country. And he agreed to the Democrats' tax increase so that they could fill that gap. And what was happened? He was destroyed. He was destroyed And then we had this little weird little uh, wealthy guy, the first billionaire, that thought he'd run for president. And he siphoned enough votes off of H.W. that we got a man from Hope, Arkansas, that occupied the White House for eight years. Because why? Because George H.W. Bush, after he ran on no new taxes, he did what was best for this country— and went ahead and worked with the Democrats. And what you'll see there is starting the removal process of any incentive to work with the other party. And now look where we are today. Because people remember H.W., how he did the right thing and it, he, it destroyed him. And because of that, we got eight years of Clinton, which then was the precursor for where we are now with now with Joe Biden. Who is mentally incapable of doing the job that he was appointed to? I can't say the word elected, I'm sorry, that he was appointed to. Uh, and that's the mess we're in today. But we gotta know is we're being incentivized to stay home. How is it possible that we have more jobs available today ever and yet unemployment's rising? Because people are being incentivized to stay home, put a mask on, shut up and just let the government do what the government's supposed to do. So I am Mr. Black, we'll be right back.
0: This is what change looks
4: like.
3: look at all these options
0: you could fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream freedom 1570 top shelf choices include freedom 1570.com our free app at radio.com get that rack attack rack barbecue to do you
2: right we take time for
0: that's likeitmatters dot net. Looks like I picked the wrong week to quit sniffing blue.
4: <laughs> I hit Mister Black. You're under construction on the Like It Matters Radio Network. Yeah, I picked a bad day to quit sniffing glue. That's uh, from Airplane 2. We're not making it okay to sniff glue. Come on. Man, this world is so intense. It's so sad to a lot of us. we got to laugh every once in a while. My wife is a great teacher for me of this. She she might err on the side of too much, but... uh, Boy, when she's in a funk, she's down. She gets on TikTok. She watches funny videos. She watches all kinds of stuff to really change her mood. Uh, I just uh, kick myself in the pants and say, get out of it, Black. Come on. So I take a little more of an aggressive. Yeah, that's what John, the little punching myself around. I take that approach. Today, we we're talking about incentive. Because, ladies and gentlemen, we are in the people business. And we need to understand people. matter of fact, I'm going to tell you right now, what's lacking in America today is not money. It's not job opportunity. Uh, it is love, but uh, can I suggest that it's called understanding? Because if I can understand you a little bit better, and you can understand me a little bit better, doesn't it make sense that we're in a position to have a better relationship. And any behavior reinforced with a positive outcome will repeat itself. And let's be honest: what we're seeing today is terrible. This critical race theory is so—it's destroying. Uh, our country. It's destroying mm-hmm. our minds. Uh, in Dallas, in Dallas, it just happened. A four-year-old white boy, you won't hear race when it's the other way around, but I'll tell you, a four-year-old white boy was kidnapped by an 18-year-old black gentleman, and he killed that little white boy and left him on the street. See, the whole point of critical race theory is you, the whole point is All black people are victims. They're oppressed. And all white people are evil. They're oppressors. And you guys think that's okay. I'm stunned at how many, quote, supposed Christians, how many people identify as Christians believe in this crap. It is anti-biblical. It is anti-Christ. I'm hearing about more and more a female um, veteran who's uh, uh, disabled. She's white at a parking lot. Want to get out, a group of a uh, car of four black women stop her from getting out. She gets out and asks if there's a problem. Not mean, just want to know if there's a problem. And they pummel her. They attack her, beat her, and nobody's doing anything. The police don't even know, and they call her a piece of white trash. You think you're, I mean, this is happening more and more and more, but you're not hearing about it because the narrative from the media is you have to believe that all black people are victims and all white people are evil. And now what happens, this is what the Nazis did to the, to the Jews. It turned society against the Jews first where little kids were attacking Jewish people because it was for the good because these are evil people. And the whole basis of anti-Semitism is if you can make Jewish people dogs less than human, then you can hurt them. And that's now what's happening to white people. I, I'm just stunned that so many of you are okay with it. Somehow you think that's fine because some bad stuff happened to some black people a long time ago. Yeah, and John's right, a bunch of sheeple. Uh, some of you are just a lot of guilty white people because you are racist, because you are prejudiced. And so you just assume that every other white person's prejudiced and racist. Uh, I, I'm not going to take up your shortcomings. You don't need to take up my shortcomings. But you need to understand this is programmed this way. And so you got to get awake. You got to wake up, man. If if the woke don't awaken, this country's gone. And this is why I do this radio show, to get inside your head, you got to fight this battle. So many of you are afraid to speak out. I'm white, I'm a man. I have no problem speaking out on race because I'm not racist. Because I help people, I see a need, I meet a need. I don't judge people by the, the color of their skin. I judge them, like Dr. King said, by the content of their character. And a lot of you out there, you've become the antithesis of Dr. King's dream. It doesn't matter what a terrible life George Floyd led or anybody else. It doesn't matter how people live anymore to a lot of you. All that matters is how they die. And I'm telling you what, if you want to look at something just terrible, it, it, when you start focusing solely on how people die instead of how they live, it's stunning. I remember I tell the story all the time that years ago, years ago, uh, I moved to Texas and the freeway was shut down. And what happened was there was this news guy, uh, he was on the radio, I don't know what he did, but he'd worked the morning shift and he was coming home, he called his wife up and uh, he said, hey honey, I'm coming home, let's go to lunch. But the gentleman never made it home. Here's what happened. Uh, Right in front of that gentleman as he's driving down the freeway, uh, there was a flatbed truck. And a flatbed truck had a forklift on it. And it was sitting too high. It wasn't tied down right. I don't know all the details. But something wasn't right. And so this semi-truck, this flatbed truck's going down the freeway, uh, 75, 80 miles an hour, hits an overpass. And because that forklift's not tied down right, not sitting in the right position, whatever it was, it hits the bridge, the overpass, and it catapults that forklift. And it lands on the guy in the car behind it. (laughs) Guy was crushed. Gross. I remember seeing a picture that they had to have one of those cranes move a crane onto the freeway to lift that truck, I mean that, that forklift off that car (gasps) now the reason I bring this up is because and it sounds funny I'm so sorry I do not mean for this to sound funny but it sounds funny how many people do you know that were killed by a flying forklift yeah I don't know any and that's where when it's time to go it's time to go you know I'm not worried about COVID-19 I'm not worried about coronavirus I got a pretty good immune system. In the year and a half of corona, I've done about 15 classes. I've been to Sturgis with 400,000 people without a mask. I am intimately involved with people in my classes where we're six inches away nose to nose, where we're hugging each other, holding each other for 30, 45 seconds at a time, where we're projecting songs, where we're doing speeches, where we're in each other's face, encouraging each other, all that. Never been sick. No one's ever got COVID or Corona from my training. See, I'm not worried about that because God already saw my first and my last day before I was anything. God is omniscient. He has perfect knowledge. You can't surprise God. He's never surprised by anything. You can't fake out God. Nothing you do is going to change the last day that you have as it's written. See, you got to know why you're here. Why do you get up each day, do what you do, go home at night, get up the next day, do it again and again and again? And why does that matter? Because of how we're motivated. There's something in the last few minutes of this show I want to cover, something called neuroassociative conditioning. Tony Robbins did a lot of work with it. And it says the human brain is hardwired for pleasure. Humans even have a unique pleasure circuit that other animals don't have. At its best, this pleasure circuit rewards us for things like helping others, exercising, uh, meditating, and at its worst, it craves short-term fixes like sugary foods, alcohol, and drugs. So neurosocial conditioning is a powerful set of techniques you can use to take control of your life and talks about Tony Robbins, he developed therapies, but Tony Robbins has as much training in neuro-linguistic program as I do. I might have more. And what Tony Robbins did, he McDonaldized neuro-linguistic programming. He McDonaldized NLP. He used it to help people get more money, get more stuff, you know, rich people where you could charge a lot of money. But let me break it down for you, in essence, what neuro-associative conditioning, I'll give you the cliff notes. It comes down to this, that there are two driving forces in life, the desire for pleasure, and the avoidance of pain. In other words, there's only two drivers. You're either moving towards something or you're moving away from something. And neither one is a better motivator. I seem to be more motivated by moving away from things, moving away. If I don't do this, this is going to happen. I move away from things. Some people are motivated by moving toward things. Why does this matter? As a leader, you got to know this. Because any behavior reinforced with a positive outcome will repeat itself. And if someone's motivated by moving towards something, then you got to set up a reward. If you do this, you get this. If you, my son Benaiah, is motivated by moving toward things, so I got to give him hope. I got to tell him great things that he's going to get by doing this. Where some people are motivated by pain. Remember, God gave us pain for a reason because when something hurts, we change. We stop doing what we're doing. You know, the guy goes to the doctor and he says, "Doctor, whenever I do this, it hurts." And the doctor said, "Then stop doing that." That's neuroassociative conditioning. And everybody's wearing a hat. What's in it for me? The key to being a great leader is knowing what that hat means and how to move that person in a productive, positive, purposeful way. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you when you live your life like it matters, it does. Paul Rubin here from the White Bear Lake Superstore, Buick GMC. We're proud to bring you the Pledge of Allegiance every weekday on Freedom 1570. We feel it's very
0: important to bring the pledge back to the forefront of our daily lives. Each day, a local veteran, an active service member, or a first responder will proudly recite the pledge
4: to kick off our day and honor our country. Tune in at 730 and God bless America. Need special boots for a new
2: job but don't know where to start? Step into Red Wing Shoes, where their friendly footwear experts can help you find the right style and size. Red Wing takes the time to learn about your job and
1: measure your feet to get the perfect fit. Red Wing specializes in no-pressure one-on-one service. Stop into their stores in Circle Pines, Columbia Heights, Coon Rapids, Bloomington,
2: and St. Cloud. Can't make it into the store? Ask your workplace about their shoe trucks where they bring the store to you. Red Wing Shoes. Work is our work. Bringing liberty and...